Hold up, Hallie. Did you just say unsnucked? Mm-hmm. It's like snagged and stuck. You get snucked. <laughs> okay, so the opposite is unsnucked. Totally. Welcome to Deliberate Methods Unsnucked Podcast. I'm Hallie Buchanan. And I am Lynn Talley, and it's time to dive right in. That's right. So pour a cup of joe or a glass of wine. Depending on the time of day. And sit back while you transform through simply listening in to others experiencing massive real-life shifts because it is time to get you unsnucked. Hello, Hallie. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> Pretty good today. Feeling um, nice and cozy in my home and sipping some coffee. Kind of being a little lazy today. How about you? Nice. I know it's kind of the, the vibe of the day. Um, same. I've yeah. been entertaining myself with um, the these doodle things that I saw on Instagram where it's like, a blank like a blank slate of a like a skeleton of a picture of a human and then you fill in the details try and draw yourself so I've been trying to draw myself and my family and just straight chilling I feel like you you didn't just try you executed because you shared with me your religion <laughs> your family and I was this is true <laughs> so I got that word thank you that word try oh mm-hmm. it's so funny how often I find myself using it and it's not even the most accurate description yeah, what, if um, so like, thanks, thanks. what if you're like Lynn this morning I took this skeleton drawing and I crushed it I slayed it I like I made yeah. like, what if we like allowed <laughs> ourselves to like own how good we are at yeah things? Yeah, like or the, just like I did it. I did. I I drew. Yeah. I drew this morning. Not like I tried to. You know, I no, drew. Like I it, did it. it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, I, I yeah, but I, you. But I think that this is like something that I think is so special about you is how you are so good at detail and looking at all. I was able to um, name your family members because you pulled out <laughs> like these details of them. Oh my gosh. And you do that all the time. I mean, as we walk around places, you'll always be like, Hey, look at that. And I'm like, I would never have even seen that. And I just appreciate your eye for. Um, Thank you. That's kind. It's funny though. Uh, details because I feel like in, in many other ways, I feel like I don't do details. I feel like you're the one who like, I'm just like up here on like aerial view and you're like ground level, like asking the questions and like paying attention to all like the, the minutiae and the things that like matter and like help us move along. And I'm just like looking at the big picture and you're coming up with questions and like curiosities and like details in that way. So I guess, it, I guess we could be detailed in different arenas. Absolutely. And it's, I feel like I, that's one of the things that's so great about our our partnership, our relationship, our dynamic is it's like the yin and the yang, the ground, the sky, like, and I feel like we switch, like, you know, it's, it's, um, it's not always, uh, one or the other, um, one and the other, but yeah, like I, I agree that you have, um, you have a sense of detail in a certain way and I have a sense of detail in a certain way. And it's really fun to be able to hear, how you look at things and hear things and um, feel about things. Cause it makes me be like, huh? Like I, oh, okay. And then it allows me to open up to um, 
other ways and perspectives and but yeah the whole mm-hmm. like doodle like you and your family I told you that that actually brings up a little bit of like <gasps> like I wouldn't I can't like that just is um daunting to I, mean, me. I might try it I might yeah try it. why why not like who cares like yeah right why not I know you know I have a theory um of like when things feel edgy, lean in for myself personally, because I value feeling free. And so like, if something's creating a strong reaction one way or the other, like I have to do this or like, Ooh, no, I can never do that. Then um, it's really, I'm like, I, I, I'm working the skill of just like doing it anyways. And I've, I gotta say, like, I'm getting pretty good at this. You know, you are more like uh, physically, like you embody an expression more physically through dance and movement. And that's not, I mean, I, I love to dance, but like um, being embodied in that way is like something that is different for me. And it's, it's taken me a lot longer. And like, there would be definitely be a time in my life where don't ever ask me to dance in front of somebody. And um, you remember when we were together Reclaim 2020? And I, I gave the suggestion, like, oh my gosh. And during this time, we could totally have like this movement portion and your eyes just like looked at me and like horror. Like you were I, like, oh. I said, Lynn, no, no. <laughs> that was like an added element because, oh, I gotta work on that. But the added element was like the idea of doing something in a group format where we're all dancing like on a timed cue was just like, oh my God, I can't do that. And if I'm gonna ask people to do this, like I better be able to do it myself. Mm-hmm. But I did, I have gotten better. And I told you I did a, a talk um, not too long ago and we had um, Zumba breakout sessions. <laughs> and <laughs> and I did not know a single soul and I was the minority um in many ways in my like race and age and um I just did it I we did they played a a fast kind of fiesta style tune and the instructor did some really interesting moves I wish I could show you but I'm not with you in person and he didn't ever say a single word but I followed his cues and we just did it and I was like you know what I would never in a million years, nor would my family have said that Hallie would have ever been up in front of people with speaking, much less doing Zumba and a breakout session. <laughs> and I was good. I was so good. I was like, not like good. I was good at Zumba, but I was good at like, I was like, oh my God, my heart rate's not elevated. I'm not sweating. I'm not pretending like I need to go to the bathroom and like dipping out. Like, I just, I'm like, I can, I'm like, Staying and I'm here and I'm like I can own this. So, anyways, that's that's what I've been practicing for many years now. It's leaning in. So maybe you can lean into the, the doodling game and see what comes up. Well, I love that so much for many reasons. And, and one thing for sure is like you didn't just try to zoom, but like you zoom, but like you really. Oh, like, I did it. So, <laughs> do it. And I feel like this is kind of a fun. Like, okay, today we decided we were going to talk about something that we feel like is super powerful and really yeah. elevates like experience in life, like all the way around. And that is, well, let's play a little game. I'm going to say the word and those that are listening, when you hear it, I want you to just like 
see what comes up for you. Like, what is your initial response? What, what thought comes to mind or feelings or whatever, like you notice, but that word is meditation. Yeah. So what comes up, what comes up, right? Okay. So in that, um, I feel like one thing that comes up for a lot of people is, um, it's hard. It, um, I can't do it. Like, this is like so difficult. Yeah. And, and in that is wrapped up with, it's like the seriousness of it, right. That like, it's, it's mm. serious. And, um, mm-hmm. and I feel like because so many people have tried and haven't been able to do it and they've like, yeah, struggled with it that they just kind of like, Oh, nope, I'm going to, um, I'm going to dip out on this one. Can't do it. Like, it's not for me. And they, they walk away from it rather than just like, shedding the idea that it, it's really hard and complicated and that it needs to be hard and that you can't really have a fun time. Um, even like yeah. embracing it. So it's kind of like what you were talking about, which is leaning in, allow yourself to just like show up to it. And it, um, yeah. Anyway. So I think it's a fun little, Absolutely. fun little thing to yeah, one to, segue into. I think so too. Cause I think to that point, meditation has been one of the skills that's laid the foundation for me to do it because it like meditation really embodies that quality of the observer mind and non-attachment. And so versus like being my thoughts or being in the experience, I can just notice it and then choose something different. But I think we should play, you know how I love um, my version of Halley games. They're not like real games. Yeah. I think we should play um, a game where we try to identify questions that come up about meditation and we'll answer them and then I pulled up an article that has the top 10 questions people ask about meditation I haven't looked at it yet um and let's let's see if we can get any as many as we can off the list and then hopefully you listening will answer your questions too sweet I love this you always have such great games okay let's (laughs) I'm gonna say that's a great I'm going to say a question that happens a lot that I hear a lot is how long do I need to meditate? Yeah, that's a big question. That's a great question. So let's answer it. How long um, do I need to meditate? What would you say? I would say, yeah. So I would say um, it depends on your goal. So coming from Lynn and I's perspective, meditation, um, actually, let's back up to maybe question number Bruno. What is meditation? And then we'll talk about how long to meditate. Mm -hmm. So meditation, if you're not familiar, is a practice of um, sitting in stillness and creating a singular focus in your brain by focusing on an object or a mantra or your breath. Um, And then from our perspective, it has a secondary primary goal, which is to get into something that's called the alpha state, um, which is a more relaxed state. So to increase your focus and to get into a more relaxed state, uh, because this is really where the benefits lie. So with that in mind, how long should someone meditate? There, We typically recommend uh, that the answer actually varies depending upon the day, um, you know, with no matter what, what, depending upon whether it's first thing in the morning or last thing at night or in the middle of the day, your brain is going to be in different active states. 
and the more active your brain is, the more that you're having like busy thoughts, like racing thoughts and um, engaged in to do's and have been out and about in your day, the longer it's going to take your brain to settle into this alpha state. And so it might take 20 minutes, it might take 30 minutes, the more practice you get at it, it might take 10. The, the catch, however, is that when you shift this idea of meditating for a length of time to like check it off your box list for that day versus being something that you do because you actually want to experience a shift, the time becomes less uh, irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And when it starts to feel really good, and so oftentimes you want to stay longer, um, but you might feel like you got to go. So the, the, the long answer is um, you stay until your brain feels calm and your body feels calm. And those are two indicators that you're in the alpha state and you want to stay a little longer. And when you want to stay a little longer, you've probably been there long enough um, to experience a shift. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like that is, um, that was a game changer for me when I really dove into meditation and I dove in um, a few years ago. I skirted around it for a while personally. I, I ventured more into yoga practice, the physical practice, which is, um, has kind of meditative qualities in and of itself, but never really could sit and be still, um, always set a timer. And when the timer went off, I was like, okay, I'm done, but never really felt like it was effective. And so the moment I released attaching to the time and connected more to the brain, the brain state activity, which has been a tremendous thing for both of us in our um, understanding of how it really all works. Now, I, I love actually sitting until I feel that shift. And when I do, like you said, you feel like you just want to stay there forever. It's like it connects yeah. you to not only your your mind becoming calm, your body becoming calm. But to me, it's really connecting to an aligned energy that sits in truths that I'm enough. I have enough. I, I, I'm, um, all, everything's all good. Even like right now we're in a pretty, um, fascinating time. And just yesterday, I was feeling some of the uptick in myself of being worried, concerned, uh, feeling out of control, feeling a lot of uncertainty. And I knew that was my cue, that it's time to sit in meditation. And I did. And at first, it was challenging. At first, I was like, ooh, this is really edgy to sit here right now. Um, because when you're in, in the feelings that I just described, or for me personally, when I'm in those feelings, I feel the need to try to change it and fix something or solve something to make myself feel better. But what tends to happen yeah. is that's temporary. And then eventually, I'll find myself back in that place spinning again. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, I sat and at first I was like, man, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to feel the shift today, which I know is not true. That's, that's like my mind sort of protecting me in the moment. I'm almost trying to keep me 
in that survival mode place. And then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, it was just like this liberation, this freedom that returned to my spirit, my, my body, my mind, my energy so much that I, when I felt that shift, I stayed a bit longer um, because you just, like Mm -hmm. you said before, you don't want to get out of it. And then I opened my eyes and it was like, I felt like I could re-engage in my life with, um, with this ease and peace of mind and still engage and still, um, be a part of it, you know? And, um, so, so all that just come back to the question, um, around time and like, you already described what meditation is, but then the timing aspect is I feel like you have to release attachment to time. And I believe right now we're in this really, again, super interesting place where, you and I even got on the phone. We were kind of like, what day is it again? Like, um, like time is sort of like a little bit wavy um, in this mm-hmm. moment. And I feel like this is an opportunity for us to create a, a different relationship with it. And um, by doing that with this meditation practice could be really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious because you are a very practiced meditator. And yesterday when you were feeling kind of like spun up. And so um, I love that, right? We one of the things that we talk about a lot and was a huge shift for me too, is that kind of like when you least want to meditate is when you most need to do it, you know, it's like, um, so you, you had that awareness and you sat, but you were coming from like a really edgy space. Do you know how long you ended up being in meditation practice yesterday? Um, it actually wasn't that long. I believe it was around, uh, I'm going to guess probably like 18 minutes. Um, yeah. 18 minutes and 32 seconds is going to be my guess right now. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to take like an estimate 15, 23. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. The reason why even is because I was, I, um, sometimes don't use any sound. I, I don't do guided meditations often. Um, yeah, we guide myself and we can talk a little bit more about that too. Cause I think that's also a really powerful part of something that we realized in meditating. But, um, yesterday I decided to plug in. I have, I have some, um, different sounds, uh, that I like to listen to that are, um, just kind of like, uh, um, tracks of, of music or tracks of sound that I can just plug mm-hmm. in my um, noise canceling um, AirPods is what I was trying to say, uh, which by the way, have been a game changer. So people who are um, desiring to have a practice, um, I highly recommend having some, uh, something to right. out some of the noise outside, particularly right now. Anyway, we can talk about that later, but, um, back to, back to my story. I was, um, having this noise and I know it's 20 minutes long and, um, I was definitely in that state of shift. I felt actually pretty quickly, even though I told you before that it felt like there's no chance. It was almost like the moment yep. that I was like, there's no chance. And then I was like, well, yep. you never know. Then all of a sudden it was like, it, it was kind of like releasing the oars of even trying. Like, I'm just going to be here. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, 
like here we are. Um, but then my sweet husband walked out into the living room where I was and I could hear kind of where I could feel his presence and heard like a creak on the floor. And I opened my eyes and um, I saw him and I just smiled. And then at that point I, I ended it before the sound was over um, because I felt ready to, but it was, uh, yeah, it was, I don't even know what the original question was, but. How long it took you? So a little less than 20 minutes. And I was asking, cause I think, um, you know, so that's not that long. And especially people, if you're new to meditation, you might be like, oh my God, that sounds like forever. Um, but remember, something only feels like it's forever when when it feels challenging and when your brain starts to shift and no longer feels challenging. Um, but so even as a practiced meditator, it can take some time to shift um, the state. And so I think dropping the question of how long um, and instead ask the question um, for what, you know, like for for what for what am I meditating? For why am I meditating? You know that shift is that what you're really trying to cultivate and it will allow it to be a more effective and fruitful process than like something that you heard about that was cool that you want to check off on your to-do list so good stuff okay so what is meditation how long should i meditate um how about what is the best position to meditate is there a specific posture that i'm supposed to be in when i meditate Mm. I love this question. You know, so many people, when they think about sitting in meditation, there's that image of cross-legged, kind of suspended in the middle of the room on a pillow, um, sitting on the floor. And I feel like it gives off this uh, idea that that is the position. Um, To me, I think the, the only important thing is that sitting upright is going to allow you to stay more awake that if you are lying down, there's a great tendency to fall asleep. And um, meditation is a state of conscious focus. So when you fall asleep, you tend to drift away from that. So I would say a position that is comfortable for you, that you're sitting upright, whether that's in a chair or um, on your couch, um, or on the floor, if that's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Personally, for me, it, it varies and changes. I don't get stuck in one place. I, I, there definitely, um, there's also uh, folks that say, you know, meditate in the same place every time. And I believe more in the ability to meditate anywhere at any time. So my positions change up all the time. I might sit um, on the floor, on the couch, like I said, um, maybe. Some folks really enjoy meditating right when they wake up. Personally, right when I wake up, I'm a little too groggy. I'm a little too sleepy. So I don't meditate right in my bed because I will have a tendency just to curl back up into the sheets and comforter and yeah, those back in my dreams. So um, I will get up and stretch and move. Uh, so yeah, I would say there isn't a, uh, a one position. It's mainly just the idea that sitting upright in a more awake position is going to allow you to stay um, more conscious than if you are lying down. There are other practices lying down that I love teaching and I love um, sharing like uh, um, yoga nidra like practices where you are drifting into more of that theta um, brain state with your whole body relaxing, like you're floating on a cloud. Um, 
like drifting into sleep state, but, um, and that's, a, that's also a form of meditation, but more classic meditation is more upright. Yeah. I mean, I think forever, you're going to find different approaches to it. The general, we tend to focus more on uh, making meditation accessible, um, both in our deliberate method approach, but also in posture and then also in timing. And I think the biggest thing to take away around setting yourself up is just being in a position that you can physically be comfortable. Yeah. That, as you said, you're not going to fall asleep, but you're also not in pain. Um, giving yourself permission to move if you need to move. And, um, yeah, just to get, give yourself permission to tune in and be flexible with where you're, where you're um, sitting and find what works best for you. The thing I would add is a question of like how to prepare your body for a meditation, a seated meditation, because there's some of us who are coming from um, pretty stressful. um, We haven't really developed the ability to reduce our stress throughout our day. So we're coming with a lot of tension in our body. A lot of people hold tension in their lower backs, um, in the back of their neck and shoulders. So when they attempt to sit, then immediately they're already um, in discomfort. So I always yeah, I recommend, we always recommend before you even uh, attempt sitting, just give yourself an opportunity to stretch for a moment, you know, like do a little um, slight forward bend, do a little back bend, kind of twisting little side to side and just kind of let your body prepare just to sit because yeah. it is a position that you are um, wanting to kind of go into and let your body get comfortable. And cause yeah, when your body starts to speak to you in meditation, it can be challenging. Really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, to yeah. It's a really good point because a lot of us were not connected to our bodies as we go throughout our day mm-hmm. and we're not comfortable sitting in stillness. And part of that is because um, there's energy moving through your body all day long based on things you're exposed to conversations you're having emails you're reading um, your body's also carrying patterns, like sitting at the desk, sitting at your car, um, bending over and picking things up, you know, from your kids' toys, all of those things get stored in your body. So whenever you sit, you're bringing with you everything you've experienced that day, um, so far. And it's just great to really like support yourself and being, having an easier sitting practice by like shaking out, moving that energy out of your body, stretching, um, you know, just bending over forward fold, doing some of the stretches that you recommended before um, sitting will be supportive. That leads me to another Great. question. Am I allowed to ask what's, a question? I don't have. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what's the next question? Okay. So the question would be, I have the busiest mind. It's a monkey mind. It won't be quiet. Can I really do meditation? This may be one of my favorite questions. This is a, I love this question because um, Did I win the game? because it's your favorite. Did I win? The- <laughs> <laughs> you win. You win the prize. Um, yes. Okay. So your mind is really busy, and you're you just know this about yourself. So you you know you have this belief about yourself of like my mind is really busy. I tend to be anxious. I tend to have racing thoughts. Um, like it does not slow down. I'm running a mile a minute. Is meditation even an option for me? And oftentimes people will often say like, I've tried it and I can't do it. I just, I just can't meditation. It's not for me. 
And uh, one thing that was so instrumental in changing the way that you and I practice meditation was when we began to understand um, Joe Dispenza's work around brain states. And there's a reason why your brain is busy in that manner. It's, it's in a state that's often referenced as high beta. And that doesn't mean so much to you other than the fact that when your brain's in this high beta, you're in a fight or flight response. And so your brain waves are very fast. You're not able to think very clearly and you're just like ping-ponging back and forth, right? That's where that saying monkey mind comes from because there's no landing. There's no grounding. There's no pausing to reflect. There's not time and space for that. And the challenge is that these days we live in a culture where we're going, going, going all the time. I think one of the things that I've really been witnessing around this coronavirus um, experience is that the whole world is being asked to slow down and that can feel very edgy, especially yes. for, um, you know, those of us that have busy minds and we, we're really good at going, we're really good at doing, um, we're really good at pushing through. And so to sit in stillness can feel like not only impossible, but maybe even terrifying. Yeah. And part of the practice uh, that we teach in our, uh, we teach a meditation practice, the deliberate method meditation and it's a five-step approach, and it's based on help, how to help your brain walk down what I call like the rungs of the ladder, um, from high beta to mid-beta to low beta to then alpha, um, so that your brain does not feel like it's been running on a treadmill all day long at 10 miles an hour, and then you pull the emergency plug. So if you're struggling to sit um, in meditation because you have a very busy mind, um, part of that is because your brain is in a very overactive state. We do two things to help um, initially prep. One is this brain dump, where we encourage you to take a minute and write down everything on paper that's circulating through your mind. Like get it out, put it on paper, and then fold it, put it away. The second is prepping your body. Um, we do a specific like shaking and kind of rubbing technique that's an energy clearing technique, but also the stretches that we talked about are amazing for moving energy through your body. And then um, you can check out, we have a webinar on our website, deliberatemethod.com, where we go deeper into the brain states and teach you the first three steps of our meditation. So you can always check that out if that's something that's appealing to you. Um, but if you have a really busy mind, it's, the answer is not that you can't do it. It's that you are the best candidate for it. Because one thing that I learned historically is when my brain would be like that, I had, I had more important things to do. I did not have time to meditate. And so I would just like go on to the next thing. And yet there's that saying that I love so much, everywhere you go, there you are. And so if I bring my busy brain with me through, you know, all the tasks that I'm doing in a day, answering email, going to the grocery store, um, seeing clients, then I'm, I'm operating at a limited capacity. I'm not performing optimally. And so really meditating and shifting your brain into this alpha state helps as a, a big stress reducer so that your brain's able to think more clearly, you're able to make more rational decisions, you're able to be less reactive, you're able to be calmer in situations that are typically stressful. Um, as you said, like when you open your eyes, it's literally like the same world, but a whole new experience. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely if you have a busy mind, uh, look into brain state-based meditation and try the preparation before you sit to help. Yeah. Is there anything else you would add? I mean, just personally, like I've definitely come more from the uh, busy mind, um, rapid fire thinking, 
never thought it would slow down. Um, always felt like I, I had to be that way. I had to function that way um, in order to get things done, accomplish anything. And so many times I felt like I was just spinning and it felt, felt in a way um, I would get like motion sickness. I know that might sound strange. Some of y'all might relate to that, but it was kind of like I was that up in my head. And so when I Uh first started venturing into more mind, body, soul connection work, one of the things that I struggled with at first was, is my mind even going to participate? Like, this just seems like so foreign to me. Yeah. Yeah. Being more of that heady, seemingly logical um, person. Um, But I have to say that, um, yes, moving my body really helped. um, But it did not, it did not help my, um, it didn't help the way that meditation helped for my mind. I felt like meditation, when I really grasped it, when I really got it, when I really was able to um, successfully feel that shift was when I felt the release from that pattern, that um, brain state pattern. It was like, oh, wow. That's such a good good point because I think a lot of times when our brains are busy in that state, we're more driven towards like running is our meditation or like um, exercises on meditation or like we we choose other activities as our form of meditation and and I think one thing that you and I've discussed a lot is those activities I think can have amazing impacts on shifting your energy and your brain state um, and we were anti-meditators for a long time so we created the company around you know, how do you live mindfully and find these meditative qualities without having to sit down to meditation practice until we realize that, that, that only if you're really seeking like a transformation, if you're really seeking what we call like a cellular shift, um, a true consistent and effective meditation practice, like there's, there's just nothing like it. And so it's just, it's just a choice out there. You can kind of figure out where you are on the spectrum, but um, we end we ended up finding our way um, towards the power of meditation and, and now we're swear by it. Yeah. I really, you've always made the statement, like, I don't, I, I will never claim that it's like a magic, um, yeah. you know, the magic pill, but it's surely close. And I feel yeah. like definitely during where we are right now, having the opportunity to really lean into slowing down, finding spaciousness within our thoughts, settling into, I mean, really complete uncertainty and unknown. There's so much right now that I feel like people are, I actually wrote this after my meditation yesterday, that there is a lot of, um, there's so much uncertainty. It's kind of like, in a way, just grasping for anything that will make us feel okay. And yeah. um, there are a lot of people who are um, reaching for um, solutions and reaching to p- or, or pivoting um, to like help make their businesses keep running, which is, I mean, it's all really amazing and beautiful to watch. And the thing is, is that we are in a place that moment by moment, things are changing. It's changing rapidly. Mm-hmm. 
So I truly feel that giving yourself the gift of being able to land in a time like right now where you land isn't even the right word, allow yourself to float in and suspend in this moment where you are going to be okay always and feel that is a real special, special gift that you can give to yourself right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think that speaks to a lot of the benefits of meditation practice and, um, you know, the ability to find internal calm and peace and stillness. And it's not just about, um, what I was going to say, it's not just about like that, but it's about why is that important? And I think, you know, when you recognize that your outer reality or what's happening out in the world is not in your control and that feels terrifying, you know, it feels, um, definitely one to create anxiety and edginess and fear and yet we are designed to feel safe and secure and so how do we do that right if we can't control what's outside but we're we know that we deserve to feel safe and secure the way out is by going in and when we're able to get really clear um, and get into a a brain state that allows us to function optimally and think with clarity and and find opportunities and rational thought and make decisions and um, get good sleep and all the things that come from having a still mind, then what's happening outside becomes a lot less impactful. Mm-hmm. And that's incredibly powerful for times like right now. So let's talk about when, when should I meditate? If meditation is so amazing, when should I do it? Gosh, what comes up for me is frequently. (laughs) um, Yeah, there, I've gotten to a place where it's more cued off of my awareness of self. So there's some times that I meditate multiple times through the day. There are times when Mm -hmm. I do one meditation. a day. Uh, There are times, definitely when I first started, I, you've heard me say this so much and those who studied with, with us have heard it too, that I believe in showing up to something if you really are um, wanting to learn it. And in this case, it was like a non-negotiable for me. I made it a non-negotiable that twice a day I was going to connect with meditation, not have a timer on and allow myself to feel the shift. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, so the frequency depends, uh, but if you're brand new, I would say it would become something like as, as important as brushing your teeth every morning and night, it becomes part of your, your ritual so that you can allow it to become part of your habit and pattern without even thinking about it. It's just, is it? Um, yeah. Yeah. Kind of a fluid answer. I, I, no, I get, I think it's great frequently and, um, use your own experience of your life as your, in, in, in your internal cues. So when you're feeling really worked up, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling stressed out, um, when you're feeling uneasy, 
those are great times to meditate. But also when your brain starts to come down um, from living in this high beta state to a more relaxed state, then that's no longer your cue card. Now it's just about um, maintaining and supporting this overall brain state that actually allows you to function in the way that you deserve to function and thrive. And so it becomes more of a ritual, um, a daily practice. And as far as time of day goes, you know, again, this is where people will have their preferences and their ways of doing things. Uh, we encourage you to play around with all the times of day, um, morning, noon, night, um, you know, in your car, in your bed, in a chair, not when you're driving in a car. Just um, <laughs> if you have, if you have time in transition, you know, if you're a teacher and your kids are, aren't in your class yet, you know, like sit for a minute. Um, so the, the thing that you'll notice depending upon the time of day is that your brain will be in a different state um, at different points in the day. And because of that, the experience of meditation will shift. You know, it'll be a little harder, a little more challenging, um, or a little more easeful. And there's just a great, great gifts that come from playing around with the time of day. Um, and the more frequently you do it, the easier your brain will um, know how to drop into this alpha state. And so that's something we're really passionate about teaching is how to get your brain to be able to drop into alpha on command so that you can be more um, relaxed and calm throughout your day, even when you're not sitting in a meditation practice. Totally. We, we definitely, I mean, I've shared about right now we might not be having, um, well, yes, meetings are happening, but we were talking about how like one time I went to the um, restaurant to meet somebody and they were 15 minutes late. So I just stayed in my car and did a meditation. And mm-hmm. I, I always say that uh, it's like divine timing will open up for you. Many people say, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I don't have enough time. I'm like, but throughout the day, you will notice there are moments where it's like, oh, I could do it right now. And that's one thing that we're really big about is helping people to be able to meditate anytime that time becomes available because mm-hmm. um, you want to be able to connect to something like this in those moments that are, um, yeah, that open up to you unexpectedly on your, your schedule and your calendar. I do feel like right now, oh my gosh, it's like such an opportunity to develop this practice. And I think more than ever, it's, uh, it's help. So helpful. Um, I don't, yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like we have, we have realized that we actually are going to have some space and time that's not going to be filled up with like driving to work or, um, commuting. And, um, and now we get the opportunity to um, find the, do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. You just have to want it. You know, you just have to want it. Um, and, you know, maybe if you're, if you're saying that I'm, I'm so busy, I literally just don't have a minute to myself in the day to do this. And then I would say, A, that's probably worth exploring. But B, um, you know, think about how often you pick up your phone. And maybe could one time that you pick up your phone to scroll on Instagram or check your email, um, could you do a meditation instead? You know, it's, or to look for, we look for periods of transition. Um, and so I think that's another common question. It's like, I'm so busy. How am I supposed to fit this into my day? Yeah. And I would say, you got to want it. Look for the gaps of time that are just moments and start there. Um, one of our favorite little quick, it's not going to be a brain state shifter, but it is a mindfulness tool. 
um, that if you're really just struggling and wanting to dip your toe in the water um, is the date to meditate, which is you take the date of today. Um, so today would be the, I don't even know. I think it's the 22nd. Um, so you would take the 22nd and then you would breathe in um, and breathe out, counting backwards from 22 until one. Conscious, mindful breath. And so even just that pause, right, is going to take just a few seconds. And we all have a few seconds. No one even be breathing all day long anyways. So just take some that are more conscious and intentional. Um, and that can help start to ease your way into the mindfulness practice. Mm, and I love that. I mean, one, it's simple. We're all about keeping things simple. And I love, I love that does that. And then two, one thing I want to just highlight is so much of when we're spun up in, um, in a state of being through kind of our rapid thinking and uh, the stressed out sort of um, engaged being in everyday life that can happen. When we're in that mm-hmm. place, we lose connection to our physical body. We're so in our heads that we lose contact with yeah. the body. And one of the, the best stress management techniques is to reconnect to your physical body to come back to the moment through feeling your body and breath is one of the most powerful ways to do that. So you're allowed, you're kind of doing the combination of both in that technique, uh, coming back to breath. That's a great point. And in the focus. Yeah, it's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Meditation, mindfulness, connecting to your body. Those are, I mean, very powerful tools for stress management. And I think stress is like, air these days you know it seems to be like something that most people are experiencing if not everyone in one way or another so I think if I'm counting correctly we've tackled five questions we've asked what is it how long what posture what do I do if I have a busy mind when should I do it and how do I set it into my busy schedule so it's six questions so I think we should um, see if we can come up with a few more and round out the 10. Um, so if we did some rapid fire questions, what would be some questions that came up for you or that you think people might be wondering about meditation? Mm. What are the best apps? What are the best books? What, um, what are yes. the best resources? Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, I love that. Okay, so what are the best apps and books? And then I was going to ask... Um, does meditation interfere with my religion? Mm, that's a good one. Okay. All right. So let's answer this too. I'll answer yours. You want to answer mine? Yeah, sure. I get the deep, the deep one. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm gonna simply say, for me, it has enhanced anything I believed. It hasn't interfered. So it's not a religious practice, um, but it definitely supports connecting you even more to your faith, your spirituality. So I think it enhances it. That's great. Yeah. So it's not a religious practice and it enhances, not interferes. Um, Love that. Best app. Um, And actually, if you want to know more about that question, I I just jogged my memory on our website. Uh, we do have a free download of like um, top 10 demystifying demystifying meditation. Uh Uh-huh. And that one's on there. So if you want to read a little bit more about it, you can go there. Um, So best app. Okay. So 
you'll know that uh, perhaps if you're first listening, you may or may not know, but we're big fans of something called that we call an unassisted meditation, meaning that we don't listen to any guidance. Um, and there's a very specific reason for that that has to do with effectiveness in real life application. Um, but I'm still a fan of apps and I use apps um, on occasion. Uh, and, and there's a lot of great ones out there. It just accomplishes a different thing um, from our perspective. So some of my favorite apps that I like to use, obviously Headspace is a very popular one. Um, I personally really love Insight Timer. Insight Timer, you can select the length of time that you have to meditate, the topic that you want to focus on, and then kind of scroll through like a Rolodex. Like, what is, what's appealing to me today? Um, so those are, those are two great apps for meditation. And a third one um, that's kind of fun and it's, it's simplified is the Stop, Think, Breathe app that um, asks you to check in with your, your body, your mind, and your emotions. And then you kind of fill in this, it's interactive. You kind of fill in what's showing up for you. And then it populates the meditation for you. And there's a free version and a paid version, um, but they're great little simple practices. So if you're looking for some guided meditations or assisted meditations, those are probably my top three um, favorite ones. Calm is an app that's out there too that people love. And uh, But typically, Lynn and I do an unassisted meditation practice, maybe without any sound at all or just like a white noise or a... Um, like binaural beats kind of in the background because our goal is to learn how to shift our brain state, which means that we want to become our own mental coach. And um, because why are we meditating? We're meditating to shift the way we are experiencing life so that life feels more easeful, more clear, we're able to navigate and function more optimally. And so we really want to be able to put it into use, which means we want to train our brain to be able to access this on our own. Uh, without having conditions like birds chirping and beautiful music and a dark light and no kids screaming at you or interrupting, um, real life doesn't pause, and we don't need our we don't need it to for meditation to work. Absolutely, I would say those are probably some of my favorite apps as well to recommend. Um, and then book wise, I would say one of my favorites is um, uh, what is it? Um, habit uh breaking the habit of being yourself breaking the habit of being yourself by joe dispenza is a very it's thick uh there's a it's dense and um but i feel like that's a really powerful um book and explains a lot of what we um teach in our meditation um experience okay so here's i agree He's amazing. That book's amazing. It changed our lives, truly. Not saying that lightly. Um, all right, we got two more questions to see what we can come up with. And I have another one that popped up in my head. And that is, um, will meditation change my personality? Like, if I get so relaxed and calm and I'm like this outgoing, loud, like efficient, crazy worker, in the best way possible, you know, like, am, is that going to make me, am I become so like zinned out that I just am not productive and I don't recognize myself? I mean, the first thing that comes up for me is you're going to alter, but it's going to create an even more effective 
participant, like um, your, your ability is going to be enhanced and you're going to become an even better version of yourself. Like, so. Um, yeah, yes. so like the general theme right now is that meditation enhances, does not interfere. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, your brain state will change and you want it to because the illusion is that it needs to be operating at, a, you know, 100 miles an hour in order to be effective. And the reality, the, the real truth is that you're more effective in like a low to mid data state, um, which you're able to stay there longer when your brain comes down to alpha. It's kind of like bringing it back down to baseline. So the more we train our brain to come down to the alpha state, which we're not going to stay in alpha all throughout the day. It's not the goal. Um, but to stay in alpha for a minute helps our brain to like reset, recalibrate. So then it's going to naturally, when you go back out into your life, kind of bump up again and some energy and levels of activity. And it's going to be less likely though to go all the way back up to high beta where you're, you think you're crushing life. Um, but in reality, you're just operating in a fraction of your ability. ability. And so it's not going to change your core self, but it will actually enhance rather than interfere. Yes. So let's shoot for our last guest of a 10 questions. What else might someone want to know about meditation? Can you think of anything? Mm. Um, I mean, this one's a little trippy, but uh, can uh, me practicing meditation um, create a shift in those like in my family or like Ooh, my <laughs> this is so good this is so good yeah okay can you practicing meditation create a shift in those around me um okay so my answer to this question would be not directly um we don't have the control ever to change what someone else is doing what we do have control over, and you probably have heard this saying before, is ourselves and our own response and our own internal reality. But the amazing thing about meditation is that um, when you shift what's happening in your internal reality, when you get calm, when you get still, when your brain settles, it becomes more quiet and can see things more clearly. When you open your eyes and you go back out into your world, things look different, you know? So your, your husband that's annoying you because he's not picking up things. Well, it becomes a little less annoying and your you know, your mom who um, had different political views than you and you just can't bear it becomes a little, you become a little more compassionate. And so it's not that they change, but your relationship to them will often change because of your experience is shifting inside. And it's not like something's happening to you or taking over you that you don't have control over. There'll be things that you're, you're choosing to do. You're choosing to show up differently. Um, and it's a great kind of ripple effect that can come from a meditation practice. Yeah. I mean, you know that I, you and I both kind of geek out about the truth that we are energy. And so when you are shifting your energetic state and being, which is exactly what meditation does, that on a cellular mm -hmm. level, you are sending out signals and a vibration that is one way. 
And when you are frantic and you are concerned and worried, um, you're sending out a, a whole different message. And so when you are sending out any message, people are going to naturally react or respond to it. So I know a lot of, right. um, a lot of moms that we've worked with have felt the direct effect of when they have come out of a meditation and moved through their morning um, task with their kids, getting them ready to go to school and, you know, doing all that sort of stuff. When they come out in a state that is from more of that centered, aligned, um, I've got this place, their kids are falling into that with them and tend to um, pick up on that energy. And if they are spun out and freaking out and all that sort of stuff, the moms have said how they really aren't biting that bait themselves. Like they can let their kids be that and still um, accomplish and get things moving. And anyway, so. Um, yeah, I, that's a good point. You know, I've heard, we've heard moms in the past talk about like a uh, morning routine, which used to be insanity as actually enjoyable, you know, or things like, um, gosh, you know, we had one individual go through a program whose husband is a drummer. Her daughter is a precious and like um, loves to chat and is curious and intrigued and wants to be around. And so she was trying to like shut the door before and like have her in quiet zen space. And when she let that go, you know, her daughter would come in and join her and settle in too. And so like um, there's just so many ways in which this practice has transformed people's lives in a very real practical sense. And that's the thing that I care so much about. And I think you care so much about is um, if we're going to invest time and energy in doing something, anything, we want to know that the, the impact that it has is real and worthwhile. And these are, this is one practice where it never ceases to amaze me the impact that it has on my life. And um, yeah. those, you know, those around us when, we talk to them about what they're experiencing. I'm so grateful, especially in a time like this, that I invested in my, myself in practices like meditation, um, energy work and such so that I'm able to find peace even in this chaos. And I'd highly recommend if, um, Anyone you listening to us talk about meditation, if you really are intrigued and you're really wanting to dive into this, head over to our website, uh, deliberatemethod.com. There's some really helpful things there that you can start to look into and watch and listen to us. And if you have questions, like if we didn't answer your question um, today, then email us, hello at deliberatemethod.com. It goes to both Hallie and me, and we are more than happy to connect with you and answer your questions. We feel very, very passionately about supporting anyone who desires um, the ability to be able to meditate uh, regularly, frequently on their own, to feel that incredible shift, that uh, liberating experience that we have both been able to do for ourselves and to share with other people. And um, yeah, anything? Yes. To, and, uh, yes. Yes and yes. <laughs> no, uh, yes and yes. I was just going to check back and see how many questions we got from this article. Yeah, let's see. Okay. Um, will meditation be too relaxed or spaced out to see to work at school? Uh, we, we, pr we pretty much answered that with 
um, not specifically, but we answered about um, how it enhances, not interferes. Mm-hmm. How can I find the time to meditate in my busy schedule? Mm-hmm. Check. Check. Can I meditate in a chair or lying down instead of cross leg on the floor? Check. Check. We answered posture. What should I do about the restlessness or discomfort I experience while meditating? We actually approach that too from the preparation standpoint. So I'll give us a, a check. Yes. What should I do if I keep falling asleep while I meditate? We didn't talk about what happens when you fall asleep, but we talked about how to prevent it. So I'll give us a, a neutral. Yeah. Whatever a neutral is. <laughs> um, how do I know if I'm meditating the right way? We did talk about this, right? Um, it's about shifting your brain state when you feel relaxed and you want to stay there longer. When you create a singular focus in your mind, you, you've got it. Um, so I'll give us a check. Can I meditate while I'm driving my car or sitting at my computer? Um, I mentioned that briefly. So I'll say the answer is no. Check. Mindful while you're doing those things, but actually dropping into meditation is not uh, possible. Thank you for the um, clarification. Last but not least, do I have to give up my religious beliefs to meditate? Oh my gosh, we, we did pretty good, Hallie. We did. Yeah, high five. I think we, I think we, we successfully won your game because you know it's all about winning, Hallie. We got to win. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really care about winning. <laughs> oh gosh that's amazing well great job and if you have more questions that we didn't have we haven't answered um be sure to check out uh the download on our website deliverethod.com uh 10 tips to demystify meditation or shoot us an email at hello at deliverethod.com uh we'd love to chat with you about meditation as you can tell we are geeks about it um just breaking it down and making it real and so that you can use it in your real life and feel the benefits yourself. So thanks, Lynn Tally, for always spending time with me. Absolutely. And I look forward to seeing your doodle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'll, look, I'll look, see it, look forward to seeing your Zumba moves. Let's uh, let's exchange. <laughs> oh okay, okay. Yes. Well, thank right. you as well. Right, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. And that is all for today. You have been listening to Unsnucked with Lynn Talley and Hallie Buchanan. If you want more, visit www.deliberatemethod.com where we offer a few more tips and tricks on how to be mindful in this world you live in today. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.